Hello, this is Katie here, your functional medicine nutritionist, and I'm joined by my husband, Philip. Hello. And today we're going to be talking about how your self-talk can be keeping you stuck in self-sabotage and what you can do about it. Well, this is certainly a topic that must be on the top of everyone's mind right now with uh, everything that's going on, being stuck at home. Yeah, when we are surrounded by our kitchen and our pantries 24-7 and we're not out with other people, we can start to become a lot more aware of our own habits and especially our relationship with our body image and with food. I'm a lot more aware of the popcorn that's in the cupboard. (laughs) That's right. You just had some before we got on this podcast. It was delicious. Well, it's also delicious to fill up on whole foods. (laughs) Whole foods don't taste like popcorn. At least you're not self-sabotaging the popcorn. You have a perfectly portioned size and you don't have it every single day. I guess that's true. So we're going to talk a little bit about how things that you could be saying in your own brain um, is actually going to be feeding into your self-sabotage. So the ways that you're in control and you might be contributing without actually knowing it. And when I say self-sabotage, that means that you might have a goal to um, you know, drink less or eat less sugar or lose some weight or go to bed earlier um, or start exercising. And then you do things that go against that goal and you do them over and over again. And so you might feel like, man, I know that I don't want to be doing this anymore, but I can't stop. Why do I keep going to it? Man, yeah, I can totally relate to this. It's something that I feel like I do in my head all the time, and I don't even realize that I'm doing it. Gotcha. Well, yeah, a lot of us can relate to it, and so I'm going to share a little bit of my story with it. But first, I'm going to go into um, the three main ways that we do self-sabotage. So the first one is around our language. And so we use this really charged moral language around our food. We say things like, that food is bad for me, or that's a bad food, or it's a bad carb, or, you know, this is something that I have to have or should have. Um, Or we might even use words like, I cheated on the weekend, or I cheated tonight at my, you know, sister's birthday. And so this moral language kind of tells us that we should be kicked out of the tribe. Like, we're doing something bad, that means we're a criminal. If we're cheating, it means we should be, you know, kicked out of school. And so when we use that type of moral language, we're going to make ourselves feel guilt and shame after having it. And there's no way you're going to be in a self-empowered place to be pursuing your goals when you're feeling guilt and shame. So guilt and shame will actually keep you trapped into this self-sabotage cycle because when you feel those things, you feel bad. And so you try to seek out something that makes you feel good. And that might be TV watching versus exercise or uh, junk food versus healthy food. And then the second item is having this all or nothing mindset. And man, this is really something that I have struggled with throughout my life. And so the all or nothing mindset um, can make us have unrealistic expectations. So we might say, you know, Monday, I'm going to um, stop snacking after dinner. And so then we have this expectation that 100% of the time until the foreseeable future, we will not snack after dinner. And so as soon as we do it, then we feel like a failure. And so when we feel like a failure, again, there goes the whole, you know, feeling um, shameful component that's going to keep us stuck in self-sabotage. So we want to be aware of how we might be setting up these unrealistic expectations by saying I'm either, you know, on the plan or on a diet or I'm off of it. Um, It's not black or white. That is not going to be a sustainable way to stay healthy. So you're telling me it's not all or nothing. Right. Yeah. The all or nothing thinking is what is keeping you stuck in self-sabotage. And we do it because, you know, we're afraid of things. So like when we're more fearful, then it's kind of like... 
well, if I'm not trying, then I can't fail. And so if I already ate the piece of pizza, well, that means I'm totally off. And now I don't have to feel like a failure because I wasn't trying anyways. I'm off my diet. (laughs) It's a coping mechanism. You know, like it makes sense and it makes us feel better, but it's definitely not helping us towards our goals. And I will say that's hard because I don't even realize I'm doing that sometimes. Right. Yeah. All of this stuff is like pretty self, uh, what is that? Subconscious. Mm. Um, It's not something that is really at the forefront unless you're trying to live a more mindful life, which is a whole another topic <laughs> is that ne- next week's podcast <laughs> um I, that that definitely needs to be one of them um and so the last one is when we say things like i will love myself when and this one we might be a little bit more aware of and so we might have this negative relationship with our bodies and we feel like once i have um, i'm more toned or once i fit into these pants again or once I am um, at this weight, then I will be confident or then I will be lovable or then I will accept myself. Then I'll be okay and I won't hate myself as much. And so when we do that, we're saying I love myself when, that means that we're like affirming to ourselves that it's okay not to love ourselves now. And why would you take care of yourself and make sacrifices for your health if you don't actually love yourself. Like we don't make sacrifices for people that we don't love. And so if we don't love ourselves, we're not going to make a sacrifice to go after our goals either. So you're disconnecting the the idea of like a goal with like validation for yourself. What do you mean by disconnecting? Like you're not you're not tying like achieving a goal to like loving yourself. Right, yeah. You're you're splitting them up. You're saying, "Yeah, you can have a goal, but you you don't have to say like I'm going to love myself when I achieve that goal." Right, because how unfair would that be for someone else to do that to us? If they're like, "I'll love you when you start making this much money per year," or "I'll love you when you get these types of grades." Like, we wouldn't be around someone like that. That's not okay. So why would that be okay to do that to ourselves? That's a good point. All right. Well, you ready to hear, now that you're a lot more aware of some of these self-talk mechanisms, what you can do about it? I'm ready. Let's do it. You don't want to hear my story? Okay. Tell me your story. (laughs) You already forgot, didn't you? I forgot. (laughs) Okay. I live your story every day. (laughs) Is that from a show or something? No, I made it up right now. Oh, okay. It sounded like you were going to start I'm singing. I'm so quotable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So um, so for, for me, I have definitely found that um, I will have this all or nothing thinking. And so throughout, um, I'd say like maybe five years ago is kind of when I got over this. So um, leading up into that point for years, I had really struggled with kind of feeling like I was on or I was off. And it made it worse that I was a personal trainer and a health coach because then I felt like, well, I'm preaching this all day and yet here I am snacking on apple fritters, which was like donuts are my thing. (laughs) Like I love sweets. I love it when it's soft and chewy. And I just, yeah, I used to go for them like, like all the time. Um, and so it would be like, well, I already had gluten and I already had sugar this week or this day. And so like, it doesn't matter whatever I want to eat. Um, and so I would just, you know, eat whatever I wanted to, and then I would feel horrible. And then I'd be like, well, I learned my lesson. I'm not doing that again. And so I'd be like, I'm going to be committed. And so I would have this expectation that I would just be 100% eating healthy, um, going forward. And it was just impossible. And I was just in that cycle for years. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these lessons are things that I've had to learn myself in addition to just what I have, you know, read from the industry. 
So um, the rest of the the podcast here is going to just be real quick, letting you know about what you can do going forward. So how can we correct each of these three issues? So starting first with the moral language. So we need to redefine our relationship with food. So rather than saying good, bad, or cheating, um, we want to think about it in just in terms of what it actually is. Like, are you on your plan or are you being um, off track? You know, so like I'm on on track towards my goals or right now I'm off track and I need to correct course. So there's nothing wrong with having to correct course or taking a detour. You know, there's nothing immoral about that. So that is okay, you know, if we want to redefine it that way. Or we might say something just like, oh yeah, I indulged, or I was emotional eating, or I was stress eating. Just call it what it is rather than assigning moral language to it. Because then your brain will be like, oh, I'm an emotional eater. Okay, let me figure that out. So that's some tips for you on how to redefine your language. The second one is about the all or nothing thinking. When I switched to a growth mindset, that helped me so much. So rather than kind of being like, um, I failed, it was more so of like, oh, here's an opportunity for me to understand what's really wrong and what I need to change. So you're either doing great and for that you can have gratitude or you're struggling and for that you're going to grow. So gratitude or growth mindset versus all or nothing. And then the last one, how to love yourself now. This could be a 24-hour long podcast, but one quick shortcut that you might be able to um, tap into is asking like five people close to you what it is that they love about you. Send them an email or send them a card and have them reply to you with um, maybe three things that they love about you. And sometimes that can just help us to get a perspective outside of ourselves and be more grounding um, to understand better what it is that we do have going for us that we can start taking pride in and realizing is a strength and accepting ourselves now as we are, but we don't have to stay that way just because we love ourselves. Okay, that last one sounds terrifying. Really? Uh, yeah. How would how do you how would you even go about doing that without feeling like you're conceited or like you know be vulnerable? So you might say like, "Hey, I have struggled with emotional eating, or I'm struggling with negative thinking towards myself." Um, I was listening to this really awesome functional nutritionist. And you mean she... a really awesome functional nutritionist's husband? Oh, there okay. it is. There it is. And she recommended that I reach out. I was wondering if you could help me by. Okay, so, and if you struggle with, you know, putting yourself down or feeling like, you know, oh, I'm just asking for praise, you know, that can be, that can be really tough. And you're saying to push through that? Well, I'm saying that um, you're not asking for praise, you're asking for help to see what's already there. So you're just asking to be unblinded for someone to give you better vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I hope that helps you guys. Um, make sure to take some notes. And I just wanted to remind you that um, this episode is brought to you by Fort Worth Food Stories. So go check them out at fwfoodstories.com. They are committed to bringing more of a um, healthy community to Fort Worth talking about food. And please check out my website, katiegarrett.com. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.